Hello and welcome to Strong Habits, the feminist fitness podcast about all things training, nutrition and mindset. I'm your host, Penny Varvaridis, and this is episode 64. Boy oh boy do I have a special episode for you today. This will be my final episode of the year. 2020 completed. I wanted to go out with a bang. And man, this this episode is going to be a treat. Now I have a few interviews lined up for you that I ran out of time to share what with Christmas and screaming children either side of my house and also some tiling going on next door. But in January you have some things to look forward to. This includes an episode on eating disorders, one on training and the differences in sex, one on cancer and one on obesity. But I don't want to rush them. It has been a big year. 2020. Fuck, what a whirlwind. So many things have happened and yet also a lot of nothing. For me, this year saw the launch of Strong Habits, my group online program, as well as this podcast, which turns one next week. And I have been able to help so many people this year and reach people who I would never have been able to reach if I didn't start doing it, which is very cool. The next intake starts on the 4th of January if you are interested in getting stronger with or without a gym, moving better and building some healthier habits. I've been helping people run faster, squat better, lift heavier and I'm excited about helping even more people next year. I also created 30 Day Bender, my standalone flexibility program designed to be 30 intense days of flexibility training to help your overhead position, your squat depth, your front splits and more. It's the first time I've ever created anything like that so I'm really grateful to all of the people who purchased it and I'll pop a link to both of those things in the description box if you are interested. So today's episode contains basically zero fitness. I invited Banhas back to talk about our lessons of 2020 and apparently we learned a lot of very similar things. You may remember Ban from maybe 20 or so episodes ago back in the summer. That was a great episode talking about very serious things I think and this one different sort of serious maybe not so serious at all. This feels like a really big reveal but when we recorded this so, so long ago now that Ban has actually already announced on her Instagram that maybe men aren't all trash after all. I know, I know. Off brand, shock horror. There are some excellent other big reveals in this episode as well, both from me and from Ban, on some of the shit that's gone down this year and what we have done with that. There were also loads of cat interruptions, which I've mostly edited out, but one was just too funny not to keep in. I'm really honoured to have Ban back on the show. I spent hours laughing editing this episode, so I really hope you like it as much as I do. And if you do, please do share it with your friends. And if you're listening to this in the car with the kids, maybe give them some headphones or some earplugs, something to make sure that they don't hear all of the swearing. Many, many, many swearing. Soz. Without further ado, here's Bam. Hi, Bam. 
everyone. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> Let's start that one again. Right. How, can you just say hi again to me? <laughs> you can leave, you can leave this in the recording. I don't give a fuck. Go again. I'm going to sound better this time. Okay. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm totally good. How are you? That was better. Well done. Um, would <laughs> so much you... better. So much better. Would you like to introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are? I'm Ban, and this is my least favourite question ever in the world. Introduce yourself. And it's something that I've actually been thinking about a lot as to why it, it bothers me so much. Um, we'll get on that. We'll get on. We'll get onto that later. I'm sure. I've, I've now become the person who says my therapist said. Um, we'll, we'll we'll come onto that in a second. But I absolutely hate it, and I've just been trying to been trying to work on why I hate when people ask me why people ask me who are you, like introduce yourself or how are you, and all those stupid shit questions, and why they bother me so much. So I'm Ban. I'm a personal trainer and a fitness instructor um i now i now um only work at digme fitness for cycling and pt and yeah that's it hate the question what else next so no let's next let's start with that. why why do you hate it tell me what did your therapist I just, say i wanted your therapist say um so i'm actually in, i'm actually i don't know if you know this so I'm, I've actually started this year. I'm now a psychotherapist in training. Um, I'm start, I've started um, my qualification in order to become a therapist. And as part of that, you need to be in therapy. And this is me basically justifying why I'm in therapy, which is absolutely insane since I tell people they should go to therapy. But, but I hate the question because I think I feel like it's not interesting enough or when people say people say I, I just don't know what to say I'm like yeah I'm personal training instructor that's it but, but then but then the therapist would be like but that is not who you are you are not just your work and I'm like yeah I yeah I, I am just that so outside of work who are you oh come on <laughs> outside of work who am I I mean I can't even say it <laughs> I don't even I I don't even want to say who I am outside of work because you don't know or because she doesn't exist. Who am I outside of work? I don't know, but I think I think the person I can I am is some is very sometimes very different to my personal to my professional persona. I think that's fair. I think that's probably the same for most people, right? You have right. you have your game face where you're Oh, 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 I'm I'm gaming. In, in my personal life as well don't you worry i'm i'm got my game face on excellent in my personal excellent. life as well so ban what Hi. has been a highlight of 2020 for you nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing um um actually actually i find this is another very hard hard question for me because on the one hand, I feel like nothing's happened. And on the other hand, actually, I feel very guilty, but a lot has happened to me this year. And there's been a lot of really quite high moments as well. A lot has happened and I feel guilty because I try not to vocalise that a lot, like on social media, because I don't want anyone to think that things should happen. It just so happens that things have happened for me, not because 
I've been like, oh, I'm going to be so productive this year. What, what can I build out of this year? Oh, let's manufacture something. But because I just genuinely, it just, it just happened because I had to make it happen. I left a, I, I, I got out of a relationship. Okay, so at the end of last year, I mean, we kind of broke up at the end of last year. He he thinks it's like he would say January. The tour, the story I tell other men is like October last year, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we things were we, things were pretty bad October last year. We ended ended. I mean, we ended in December last year, but we had a, I was manipulated into getting back together with him on Christmas Eve. We can oh. get back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was manipulated into getting back with him on Christmas Eve. And then we officially broke up, no contact, block, delete, get out of my fucking life, January the 2nd. But we were over since October. Have you been able to maintain the block, delete, get out of my face? I'm forever? not. Okay, so here's the, th- here's, his, I feel like the whole podcast is going to be about this this relationship. It's so awful. Um, I, I I have I'm not I don't find it difficult to get rid of people in my life. Um, when I'm done, I'm really done. Like I'm so done. Like when when I get to that point, nothing can change my mind. I'm over you. Like done. Because I think when you get to that when I when I get to that point that limit, there has been so much trauma, so much tears that I'm just tired now. So I, when I, when I, when I was like, I'm done, January 2nd, I was done. What happened next (laughs) for the rest of 220, um, was, was if as an outsider, you look in, you think, oh my fucking God, man, that's awful. Are you okay? Me? I'm like, I'm fine. Nothing happened. But like, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I know if it was one of my friends, like my friends, how they try and get to me is, Ban, if this was one of your friends, what would you be saying? Basically, he's um, he he was persistent, even with the blocking. So it was a lot of contacting family members, contacting friends, um, turning up to houses, turning up to work. Contacted quite a few influencers. Embarrassing. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah, like people he'd met for thirty seconds. Um, um, this went on for a long time. Gosh, that's like stalker level. Well, he was arrested good well yeah. done yeah so um hi my name is ban yeah he was he was he was he was arrested in um it's just weird isn't it because like you obviously obviously i'm such a I, I, i'm so up for people protecting themselves for for not for not standing up for this shit and completely standing up for this shit and the only reason it took this, for this long is because i just genuinely couldn't be fucking bothered I was like, I literally don't have the time. I don't want to go to the police station. I don't want to do this. Not because I felt sorry for him. Give a fuck about him. Literally l- ruin his fucking career. I don't give a fuck. By the way, if anyone comes across Benjamin Grounds, like you might want to fucking delete that fucking shit. Do not trust those sparkling blue eyes because he's going to fucking ruin your life and your mental health. I think it's really good to warn other women of these things i was talking to someone the other day whose ex used to 
beat her and was oh really God. aggressive and he's marrying someone else oh my I was, god i was like are you gonna say anything she's like no not my problem no she wouldn't believe me anyway i agree i agree with you i agree anyway. with you but i i feel like it is our duty of care but i know i know because i i when we were in the relate when we were together to the outside world to all my friends who, what's embarrassing is that my colleagues met him, everyone met him and everyone loved him. Everyone fucking loved him. My mum loved him. That's all made the situation a lot harder. When he turns up at your door on Christmas Eve, my mum's like, bam, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this boy's in love with you. What else do you want? What the fuck is wrong with you? What do you want? Why are you never satisfied, bam? Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, my mum's brutal. She's not like, oh, she's like, poor man, poor boy, poor boy, look how much he loves you. What do you want? Oh, oh, she, like, I was thinking, the whole year, I've just been thinking, mum just thinks I'm literally sacking this off for some new dick. Like, the whole year, I thought, like, my mindset was, she thinks that I've just found someone fresh, and I'm just, I'm like, no, mate, no, mate. Done with that, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> but, but, People, people see the persona of a guy and they're like, oh yeah, privileged white boy, such a, such a lovely boy, sparkling blue eyes and such a lovely family. He's lovely. He's so quiet. He's so gentle. And I was like, mate, he's fucking insane. How did you end up with an insane white boy? Because you know what? Do you know how? Because that's my type. And that's one of my realizations of this year is that my type sucks. <laughs> What are you going to do about that? I'm just going to be honest. My type fucking sucks. They're not insane, but but what I what I what I liked about him, the red flags I saw on date one, date two, literally ended up being the reason we ended eighteen months later. That was it. the re The reasons why we ended eighteen months later were the red flags from day one. Day one, I was like, mm, I don't really like this guy, but I like the way he likes me. I was basically in love with his love, which wasn't love. It was fucking obsession, which we later found out when he got arrested. Dude, did he know who you were before you started dating? Because you're kind of famous, you know? That's embarrassing. That's a bit cringe. <laughs> yeah, he did, actually. He did. Shit. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about red flags then. I think... What have I learned? Are, yeah, what, yeah, first, what have you learned? What have I learned from that and the red flags? What I've learned from that is that from now with a man, if I find out that he is... So there was nothing that actually... I'm going to be honest. He was shit after our relationship ended. But what occurred in the actual relationship was actually anxieties that I had, right? Fuck knows what he was actually doing. I'm, I can't ever say that, I can't, I cannot say to you that he actually did anything wrong in the relationship when we were together. Um, it was, I lie, he did do a few things wrong, but <laughs> I, and yeah, maybe, maybe I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. I'm, I'm not someone to get over things. And that is what you need to know about yourself moving forward. If you are not someone to get over things, you need to know that from the start and leave that behind. Say no. If I found out, I found out on date one that this guy cheated in the past, right? I obviously went into that relationship like, when the fuck is this going to go wrong? Mm. I will never do that again. Not a chance. 
yes, I, I, I now when I meet men, I kind of like go, <laughs> have you cheated in the past? Like, kind of like, I'm so chill with this, just to test them, to find out if you fucking cheated, I'm out here. I'm out. I pretend like it's a, like a, ha 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 I'm so chill. I just want to find out. Ha ha. Have you ever cheated? Like, I have. I haven't. I just want to know. <laughs> I'm basically manipulating men into knowing about them before I go in because there's no chance I will go through that again. So that's my red flag, cheating, don't like it. A guy who doesn't ask questions, don't like it. And I've made that very, very clear, I can tell. So like, why are you not asking questions? Yeah, I think that's a really big one. I hate that as well. I've been on a few dates with people who have not asked me anything and I feel like I know loads about them. And then I feel like I'm kind of interviewing them and this is some sort of journalist relationship rather than a date and I don't know why they're not interested yeah. so then we obviously don't see each other again <laughs> yeah yeah mm, I mean I think it's particularly bad with white straight men but yeah that's a, so the cheating is the cheating for me is a huge one and anything now I mean it's just it's, it's a bit it's, it's an issue right because a lot of it is my own anxiety as well so I just some of it is my own issue and I am learning that like these are my own issues but if something doesn't agree with me in the start I need to communicate that <laughs> awful fucking awful that's 221 221 knew me I've got better <laughs> I've got better at that this year but I just do not I do not I talk I know how important communication is I get so angry when someone doesn't communicate with me but I also do not communicate I'm like, oh, I'm like, where's the intimacy? I am fucking intimate, but I want them to be intimate with me. Yeah, so these are my issues. I've, I've learned a lot about myself this year. It's good that you're learning stuff. Yeah. I think with new people, you can kind of set new rules for yourself and for relationships. Interesting that you say that, because my best friend said exactly the same. She said, you, it's actually easy when it's at the start. Because you can yeah. set these boundaries. It's when you're fucking in the relationship and suddenly you go, what, 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 what the fuck? Do you think that's okay? You think that's yeah. okay? Yeah. Writing flame emojis over like, do you think that is okay? <laughs> that it's, I, I think it's definitely true. Although I don't know if it's because I'm on antidepressants now, but I met someone. Who isn't? Well, I spent twenty years not being because I thought that it was something. When did bad. you start? If you're, if you're okay with speaking about it, June maybe. Okay. And it's like some kind of truth serum. And it's also reduced my fear of talking to people. So oh, I met someone I last it. week and we've already been more honest than I think I've ever been with any new person ever in my whole entire life. So it's actually working out for you? Yeah. And it's resulted in the best sex ever because we're able to have like proper conversations about what feels nice. I'm which so happy I have you. never been with anyone who's comfortable enough to have that conversation with me before. So it, it, like the beginning's always a bit rough, you know, because you're still figuring stuff out. But, like, it gets to be great straight away if you're like, okay, so tell me what your favourite things are. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> but also, I have so much to say about this. I have so much to say about SSRIs and sex. And this is my biggest look. You said to me, what are your life lessons of 220? Here it is. It's coming for you. Okay. Drum roll, please. Pause. Okay. Okay. Sometimes, guys, it's not your SSRIs. You're just with the wrong fucking guy. And that is it. That is what I have to say on this topic. Because I spent a while 
because there is that obviously of it we all know it most people know that your sex drive is lowered often some people feel that not everyone but there is a it's a very common side effect that your sex drive is lowered with your SSRIs and I kind of I kind of accepted that when I was on mine I was like okay yeah yeah like I'm, I was still having sex but I was like I'm not like I'm not dying for it I'm not gagging for it I'm not like oh my god get inside me right now kind of thing and we broke up I've never been as horny in my whole fucking life as I have been this year. Same same drugs. I'm on the same fucking drugs. I could literally shag, shag, shag every second of the day. Ever since I got rid of, ever since we broke up. I just want to have sex all the time. I love it. Excellent. Have you managed to find some fun people to have sex with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Breezy. Oh. Cool as a cucumber. I'm cool. I'm freezing. Yeah, I have actually. I've had an all right time this year. I'm not gonna lie. It's been all right. That's it's been okay. Talk to me a bit about pandemic dating because I feel like social oh distancing makes it a bit hard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've had. I've had. Okay, here's another thing about people don't really know. I'm not really a dater. I don't really date. I think I meet some guys and they think that this is all like, this is what I do. I don't actually. Up until this relationship that I was in, which was, which was pretty serious. I mean, here's the part I haven't really said that no one knows about. I keep, I keep that part of my life really separate on social media. We, we pretty much thought we were going to get engaged like last year. We thought we were going to get engaged. I was thinking January, we'd buy our first property together. So it was pretty serious. Up until that point, I was single for over a decade, which I think is really important for people to know that like, you do not need to be in a relationship. I'm like, you do not, like I was perfectly fine not being in a relationship from what? I must've been about 16 up until 15, 16 up until 29. No relationships. Yeah. That's a long amount of time. Yeah, I know. And then one relationship that was very, very serious. And then, um, where am I going with this? What, what, what topic, what subject, what question was I trying to divert? Dating in the lockdown. lockdown. Yeah, so I don't really, I, I'm not a massive data. I don't like talking to men that much. <laughs> I don't think they're that interesting. It takes a lot for me to like, oh yeah, let's hang out. Like, why? It takes a lot for me to want to do that. So when I do do that, I am pretty invested. I went on... I've had I've had a few more serious things. <laughs> serious. <laughs> Month or ten. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I've had a I've had a few glorified fuckboys. Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I've had I've I've I have I there are, there were moments of this year where I was more serious about a certain 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 individuals. And there were some day I have been on I've dated more I did I did go on a few of these walks. Walk socially distanced walks, and there were some that I was like, right, well, yeah, within five seconds, I knew I'm never going to see you again. When is this going to be over? I have been on a couple of those dates as well. They were fucking dire, and they were, they were, they. But I've, I've had a, an enjoyable year. I so I find straight women very confusing Go because on. I don't know that many that actually like men, and and that must make life really difficult. Okay, because. Then you don't really want to hang out with them, but... Yes. 
You're right. Okay, I think a lot of the time, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and it's such an interesting thing that you don't know women who like men. Tell me more about this, please. <laughs> so I just, I, I think I probably know two people who really like their boyfriends uh, slash partners, and nobody else seems to really. What, the single ones don't like men? Most people don't seem, most women I know don't, don't like their boyfriends that exist, apart from maybe two of them. That's so and most sad. single women find dating really hard because they find men really annoying to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And recently, so this year I've been on tin- Tinder. I'm in the middle of a divorce. We broke up last October too. Wait, last October in a divorce? Oh, bless you. I never knew. It's very expensive. It's lucky that you didn't get engaged by a house. Did you get married? Yeah. It, so, I mean, it's a ridiculous story. We did. We got married. And then we were married for maybe two months or three months. And a week after our honeymoon I came home we were talking in the morning everything was normal I went to work and then I went to Tesco and the afternoon this isn't working out for me. yeah she wasn't even here there was a letter that just said I don't love you anymore I, can't I have this. gone to my friend's house so so that has happened to one of my best friends this year straight brutal literally literally she thought she was going to get um marriage babies happened I broke up with a guy <laughs> um with with someone i was i guess someone i was dating ended over one over an argument i was like okay 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 that was actually my response okay right i i it's i think you what you have to see it as is quite sad that they felt the need to go on with it if they were, because you don't, you don't, you, well, my argument is always you don't wake up someday and decide not to love someone, or you don't wake up someday and decide not to fancy someone, or um, I'm not saying that the person I was dating was in love with me, but I'm saying there must have been something there, but clearly there wasn't. There, clearly there wasn't. You can't, you can't, you can't, nah, I don't know. But I think it's worse that people put themselves in situations where they're not interested, because I would rather be alone. Yeah, I would rather be alone too. That's really sad. I think that's really sad. Like, I would only ever, like, exclusively date someone. Are you mad? Unless I was into them. Well, when I have the option not to, are you mad? Are you insane? Why would I do that to myself? Which is why I don't get cheating either, because you don't have to be in a relationship. Yeah. I've always said, like, no one has to be in a relationship. So this this year of my Tinder adventures... Why Tinder, can I ask? Is there just more options? There are just more options on Tinder. So I've really? also got a profile on her and Zoe, which are lesbian-specific ones. Um, but there are less people on those. But not like Hinge. Not Hinge or Bumble? No? Don't work I've for straight women? Either of those. Not, 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 don't work? No? I, I've not tried. They sound like very straight people things, so I've not bothered. Really? Okay. But I mean, I don't know, maybe they're not. Maybe I've just not given them a good chance. But on Tinder, almost all of the women that I've spoken to are married or in relationships. And most of the ones who are married or in relationships with men have explicitly said, I just don't really like having sex with him. So I'm just I'm just looking for women because it's so much more fun. Women know what they're doing. So, yeah. That's something. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's concerning, but my question would be, my immediate question is, did you ever want to have sex with him or did this change? So here's the thing, right? I've been speaking about this a lot with my sister. (laughs) The thing is, right, men have this reputation 
for always being up for it. They're not. Men have this, straight men have this reputation for always being up for it, and women are like, oh, he's always up for it, or he was, you know what, I'm gonna just say something right now and say to you, I'm always fucking up for it, and the people, women around me are always fucking up for it, and the women around me and myself, we tend to be more up for it, more willing to try whatever than these fucking men who are like, oh my god, get that away from my ass. Like, like, it's not, it's, we say this, like, men at the beginning are very, very up for it, but then they get fucking lazy, mate. They get tired, they get precious. They're like, oh yeah, I need to wake up early. Oh, oh yeah. They're so, like, obsessed with their own performance that they don't really, they, they do put a lot of pressure on themselves. I mean, they do, they thrust like five times and they're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> or like, well, they come and like, I'm tired, right? I'm like, what have you actually done? I have done all the work here. What are you tired about? You've done nothing, which is fine because I want to do what I'm doing. But honestly, you, you, why are you so tired? So have you seen the statistic that says straight women are like 36% satisfied sexually that really upsets me compared to lesbians who are like 83 and gay men who are like 87 percent maybe i don't know how satisfied straight men are i'm not surprised i'm not surprised but i want to know i want to know whether this was from the start of the relationship i think this is a really important question in the statistic or whether this was this continued because people get lazy as time goes on yeah I, i'd like to know that i'd like to know that Maybe that's a good reason not to be in a relationship. Oh, I love the beginning. The beginning's the best. Bit. I love. No, I no, but I also like really liking someone. But he's, when it's at the beginning, when you're like, oh, does he like me? Does he not? This is just casual. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, it, I, I do like the beginning. I think it's okay to admit that. Like, I think it's okay to admit that you like the beginning, and I like it. I like, I like it when I like them. Do I have great, great? The thing is, right? I know people love. I know. There's this whole like, uh, there's this whole thing of like straight women being like, oh, I like, I I fucked him again because it, he's so toxic, but the sex was great. It doesn't work like that for me. Actually, when he's really fucking toxic, I'm drier than the Sahara Desert because I don't want I don't want to have sex with toxic men. Um, that's really good. I I don't actually I don't I'm not I don't have a desire because for me actually I shut down because I'm like you do not deserve me. Why would I make you happy? That's where the whole I hate men comes in. Because I'm like, I'm not... Even though it will be pleasuring me, I'm going to be making you happy, which doesn't pleasure me. Therefore, I don't want to have sex with you. But when women, I think, sometimes get it wrong, massive generalisation here, is when women say the sex was amazing, that's why I kept going back. And often, massive generalisation here, often it's not that amazing. You're just so fucking starved of every other type of intimacy from this person that obviously you think the sex is amazing. I've been there. You're like, you want any kind of closeness that suddenly the sex is amazing. You're not in love with him. You're in love with his dick. Like, you are in love with his dick. That's a really interesting point as well when it comes to being in relationships that are mm. a bit shit, that if someone doesn't hug you in the day or like touch your face or generally be cute and affectionate and the only time you do get any affection is sex then sex is going to seem better because yes you just be you're starved of intimacy you are gonna love the sex and that's where people start going oh but the sex was great it wasn't that great that's just all you got and you found it amazing um if i'm ever in a situation where it is very very casual 
I will literally, oh my God, I'm so, I really hope that, like, can I say this shit? Therapist in training? I don't know, but whatever. I've got like another three years before I have to be healthy, right? <laughs> so let me just turn on this light. A, a couple of more years I can do this shit and then I have to get healthy. But I always say to myself, you are not in love with him. You're in love with the dick. 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 In love with the dick. In love with the dick. Brainwash yourself. Because I don't know why, but women suddenly start thinking that they're weak if they have casual sex and suddenly they have feelings. I'm like, mate, babe, it's science. You feel like that because of science, because of chemicals, not because you're like, oh, I'm not like those other girls who just like, I'm not like a feminist who just like has sex and is like so empowered and yeah, 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 casual sex. I'm like, mate, science, chemicals, it's fine. Who gives a fuck if you have feelings? Get over it, right? So let's talk about casual sex. Why do you think people are still so weird about admitting that that's something that they even want? Are they? I spoke to my sister about this recently and she was like, isn't it so weird that like people still think it's like a big fucking deal to like that women love sex. And I'm just like, I, I, th I, I think the other way. I think like, I think like everyone I know is really cool with it and is really fine with it. I think, I think the opposite. I think almost we're now in a stage of state in 220 women more feel like they have to be okay with it. Right. Women, straight women, feel like they have to be okay with it to almost be progressive, to almost be more empowered. But my point is, it is okay not to be okay with it, right? It is okay to be like, actually, this situation makes me feel kind of shit. I kind of get attached and it makes me feel shit about myself. Because when I don't hear from this person and I am, I am really into them, it's going to make me feel lower. So maybe this isn't something that's going to work for me. I think that's okay too. Knowing yourself is really important, particularly if you are engaging in any sort of activity with other people. Yes. For me personally, <laughs> I think, I mean, I hate to feel like, I hate, I, hate, I hate sounding like a really healthy therapist, therapist mode right now, but I think it's about <laughs> expectations and boundaries. Like I have personally, personally, I actually big bold statement I don't think there's anything casual about sex casual sex Go on. I think there is nothing fucking casual about sex I think sex is sex I think you can totally fuck someone and have no interest in a relationship with them I think you can have sex with some I have shagged many people who I have not dated <laughs> I have shagged many people on after the first date I mean most of the time I don't even have a first date let's be honest I don't give a fuck but my point is it's never casual right there is, it's an energy exchange. Now, if I know to my, if I know this isn't going to go anywhere, am I staying the night? No, the fuck I am not staying the fucking night. I am out of there, right? Are we texting in between? No. Are we going on cute little dates? No. Not happening, right? And if I know specifically this is not going to happen in this situation, why should I waste my time going for a little walk with this person when there's nothing to gain from it? No, I'm not going to do that. But I think it's about being quite strict with yourself. When I find that I am starting to develop feelings and it might not be mutual or it's, it's I, I will lay down those boundaries of I'm out of there straight away or maybe actually I need to stop having sex with this person because I'm getting more and more attached. Do you have this conversation with the person? <laughs> Lol. Oh, Penny. Oh, Penny, you healthy motherfucker. <laughs> healthy. 
Okay, so recently I've been healthy for a week. <laughs> for the past week, I've been so healthy. Do I usually have this conversation? What have I done in the past? No, I don't have the conversation. I haven't had, let's be honest, I have, I'm not great with the conversations per se. I have not had the conversations. Have I had the conversations of, oh, I'm not fucking you because of this, 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 and this? Yes. Have I had, have I had conversations where I've stopped having sex with someone because I like them? Yes. Sorry, that was no conversation. That was just, I've had conversations in my own head. Does that count? <laughs> Does having conversations in my own head count? I mean, that'll do sometimes, I guess. I've had conversations in my own head. I have stopped having sex with people that I felt that I was having feelings for. Because you were worried what would happen if you had feelings. No, 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 no. Because I just thought this isn't... I just thought this is masochism. <laughs> I just thought, why the fuck are you still fucking someone, falling more in love with their fucking dick, and they're not giving you anything else in return? No, better than that. And also, I think, great, the sex was great, but there's so much more to me so much more to me like you do not you do not just you don't even deserve that part of me and you know you've had sex for not I mean, here's another thing i've learned in 220 we have the options we straight women have the fucking options you will always find even when you think you're having the best sex ever you will find someone else women have this in their head that there was that oh but that guy we had this connection trust me babe you're gonna find that fucking connection in a month's time Oh, oh, I loved him, I loved him. You'll you'll find it again. Like, trust me, you'll find it again. That's my biggest lesson of 220. You'll always find it again. I have had one conversation, actually. In a, I have had re very, very recently, almost too recently for my liking, I've had a conversation, but I was almost trying it out. How did it go? Um, A bit of a, oh, why are you asking this? Uh, I was like, well, I'm just, just I just, I'm, I'm basically, why, why do we need to, we don't need to arrange something, right? If we're not, if we're not, if we're not dating, we know what we're going to be doing. We don't need to put effort into like, let's plan something. I'm like, if you'd like something more, I will, I will plan something. But there are guys that I do look at and I'm like, I definitely don't want anything else from you. I think the conversation is useful. I have only ever had the conversation once, which was also this week with that same person. Look at us being healthy in the last, in the last month of the year. Progress. Woohoo. We have learned something, I think. I 220. I'm going to continue this, by the way. Go on. So you have the 220, my, my, my whole health and communication. and. I hope so. I think... Go on. So you I had the conversation. Probably... No, back to you. You had the conversation. Mm -hmm. What, did, what, oh, yes, what exactly did you say? Uh, that we needed some ground rules. <gasps> and that should involve... You were like, the contract is coming out, baby! I have had this conversation. I lied. Go on. Yeah, I mean, ground rules are useful. So, like, get a sexual health test, tell each other if we're sleeping with other people. Interesting. Don't fall in love. What, with each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if it's going to work because the sex is excellent, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did the cute whole, don't fall in love with me. <laughs> I'm already in love with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, I mean, everything's very complicated. So we'll see. But it's nice being able to have a conversation with someone. No, I get that. And I, I say, you know what? When I am at at my wit's end and I've had, we've had so much drama, then when I do reach that point, I am very direct. I have had one of those conversations. I'm God, I sound like all I've been doing this year is dating. I have had one of those conversations this year 
where I was kind of like, like literally in or out. Like I am fucking done with this shit. Like I cannot receive another joke or another meme or a shit from you. Like this is it, in or out? Are you fucking anyone? Am I, do I have to stop fucking other people? Like, I just wanna know. Like, am I literally turning down people for you? I, I just wanna know what we're doing. And also if you, and, and it's a safety thing as well, right? Yeah, especially during COVID times, because I mean, STIs are obviously a thing, but also I don't want to kill my grand, so. Thank you. But also, have you ever done an at-home STI test? I had literally blood all over the kitchen. Oh. You know, you've got to prick yourself. There was literally more blood everywhere else, but the actual little jar that has to be filled with blood. And I was like, mate, I cannot be doing this. I'm not doing this for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I like to take my tests regularly. I'm, I'm, a big in, I'm big into knowing what's going on. I think that's very sensible. It's a very important thing to do. And it's something that we don't really talk about very often, mm. like sexual health generally. I don't tell because them, they Penny. Mean, they don't need to know. Don't give a fuck about them. But for me... I mean, they should also take tests. They though. should, but for my own peace of mind, I like to know. Yeah, no, that's important. Mm. I think a lot of the time people are too embarrassed. So oh, like no. too embarrassed to go to a clinic or too embarrassed to order one Not of the at tests all. at home. So that's one thing that I like about myself. <laughs> that's one thing. Oh my God, that's one thing I like about myself. That's only one thing I like about myself. This is so sad. The bad self story. <laughs> one thing. One thing I like about myself. I'm going to come up with two things now just to make myself sound better. One thing I like about myself is that I don't embarrass easily. There are very little scenarios where I can get embarrassed, especially when it comes to things like sex. I don't embarrass when it comes to sex. I don't embarrass, I don't embarrass, I don't embarrass easily. The only time I'm ever embarrassed is if I feel like I might have hurt someone's feelings, then I'm embarrassed. That's the only thing that embarrasses me. Nothing could happen to me else, anything else that could embarrass me, nothing. Man, that's incredible. I feel like everything embarrasses me. Although the, really? the sexualina is definitely helping. But sometimes I feel so anxious. I can't even watch people on TV getting embarrassed without having to pause pause Netflix. Okay. For a so I'm so as you know, I'm also I suffer from anxiety as well. So I am an anxious person, but embarrassment isn't one of those. Which is which is weird. I don't have I don't get shame from situations. Yeah. Especially in a relationship short, where I would get shame is when I'd get, maybe I'd get embarrassed if I, I couldn't, I say I won't get embarrassed, but I also don't talk about my feelings. So yeah, maybe, maybe there is some shame there. I won't talk about my feelings. Yeah. Uh, so I've been practicing, practicing talking about feelings. <laughs> I've been doing lots of journaling and therapy this year to, to make me better at, at communicating. Good for you. How is that going? Yesterday, my therapist told me I married my mother. Mine called me bonkers. <laughs> she just says, you're absolutely bonkers, and I would be terrified to date you. And I said, thanks Gosh. very much. We get on really well, as you can tell. I found my Excellent. match. Yeah. That's, it's good. It's it's hard to do that sometimes. Oh, my God. Go on. So, so, so you've been journaling. Yeah, so lots of journaling this year, which is is excellent i totally recommend journaling for anyone who's trying to like yeah so i do i can totally write down my feet i can totally write down everything it's the i can talk about my feelings to you i can talk about my friends to, to my friends i can talk about my feelings to entire social media fine 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 when it comes to a man that i like not happening and that's the big that's the thing is that's the thing with, with like therapy she's like yeah like this is your, and it's not deliberate, 
It's not deliberate at all. I just don't, I'm just like, well, what the fuck would he care? Do you think that's a conditioned response though? Because yes. all the men that you've been with don't care? No, because I haven't had, I'm going to be honest, I have, oh God, I'm going to say something bad. I haven't had that bad an experience with men, except for my father. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a dirty joke. <laughs> Hi, Dad, if you're out there. <laughs> it's been 32 years. Um, 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 but, like, no, I haven't had... I haven't had... Oh, God, Freud would have a fucking field day. I haven't had a bad experience with men, generally. But, but like, in terms of them... I've just never believed that men care. That's my bad experience. I, it's, it's me not believing they care and me fucking pushing and being like, oh, you don't care, though. I say I want a man who asks questions. However, when they do ask questions, what is my response? Fuck off. <laughs> what is my response? Let's just have sex. What is my, res my, my response is never actually, how was your day? Like, I don't respond with, like, let's, let's talk about my feelings. I just respond with, <laughs> whatever. Like, you give a fucking shit. Get naked. Yeah? So, so that's, that's the, that's the issue I have. I want a guy who says these things and does these things, but when he does, when he does pop up and he has popped up, I also don't buy it. I'm like, w why are you lying? Why do you care? Why do you pretend like you care? We can just fuck. I wonder how much of that is just because society tells us men don't have feelings. So we just believe. I don't it. know, Penny. I just don't, I have, no, I just can't imagine. And this is truthfully me, not, not ban, 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 like ban who hates men, me. I've questioned a lot this year, controversial, don't fall off your chair. I've questioned a lot this year, do I actually think that men are trash? Oh. Oh, oh, I have questioned this a lot. Oh, like, I, I, I've like, do I actually think all men are trash? Do I actually think this? Or has this become a narrative and I've just continued it because that's who I'm meant to be? Is that just my, and like, even, even my therapist was like, oh, do you just think this is just your defense mechanism? You've just, you've just, you just built this because, oh, I'm jealous now. Coco, <laughs> wake up, come on. Come on, you little slut bucket. Slut bucket's my little cat, yeah? <laughs> slut bucket, come on. Come on, she's not answering. How dare she not answer to slut bucket? Who the fuck do you think you are? Anyhow, <laughs> I have, que I have questioned whether, whether I actually hate men or not. Gosh. But, but, but I also genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, do not think men care about anyone more than themselves. I don't genuinely think that any man genuinely falls in love with anyone more than themselves. But Penny, is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, we say, oh God, men are so selfish, men, men put themselves first. Is that necessarily a bad thing that any human should put themselves first? Maybe we should be doing it too. I think we should be. And I think I do. I think there's been plenty of situations where I've been like, I really like this guy, but you know what? I fucking like myself more and I don't deserve this fucking shit trash. That's good. Right? Yeah. So men may be not trash, but they also aren't great. <laughs> it's our new <laughs> Not as catchy. Not as catchy. Not as but yeah, you got the picture. Men aren't great. Is that the new hashtag? Men aren't trash, but they're also not great. Is our new hashtag. Is our new hashtag. But yeah, it's but like I always worry about telling people that I think men aren't that trash because suddenly I think, oh, who have you met this year? And I'm like, babe, sit, take a seat. 
Nothing's <laughs> happened to me this year that's making me think men aren't trash. Trust me. I just think it's probably like comes back to what you were saying at the beginning. Why do my straight women, why do my straight friends all hate men? It's got to be part of me that doesn't hate them that much if I'm having sex with them. Maybe you just really like dick. I don't though. <laughs> what, do I, what do I like about dick? I don't know. I must do. I think I do. I mean, there must be something. There's got to be something. It's got to be something. So have you slept with a woman before? I feel like we started this conversation earlier, but I don't think you told me how it ended. I actually haven't. But like, I'm almost really shocked about that fact that I haven't. I'm like, how have I not slept with a woman? I think that's what shocks me. It'll probably happen within the next week, now that I've said it. <laughs> because because I'm, I am I find it weird and out of character that I haven't, if that makes sense. There are lots of women on Tinder. I just, I just there's very little that I wouldn't, I, I, I think, why not? Like, why would you live this life and not? I think that's weird. Like, I'm, I'm 32, have I not slept with a woman yet? You should do it. It's great. So if any women want to sleep with me, you know where to go. <laughs> Excellent. Dating for ban. I'm interested in nothing more. I'm interested in nothing more. <laughs> One night, don't fall in love with me. I mean, that's a solid rule, right? Yeah. What happens if you fall in love with her, though? I won't fall in love with her. What if it's just the best sex you've ever had in your whole entire life? Then we will continue having sex. <laughs> Wouldn't it be interesting if... Yeah. Yeah. I might be single for the rest of my life. I don't see... I don't know if I'm going to end up being with someone. I think that's fair. I don't know if we need to be in relationships. It's a social construct to be paired with one person forever. I, I don't think I, I don't I don't I think it's a bit mad as well. Like your friendships change. All of these things change and people are just assuming you're gonna be I don't have a problem with being with someone long term, but I think you need to be realistic that you might divorce and then make meet your love of the, the love of your life for round two, right? I don't know if I'd ever get married again. Okay. But you've also got to think, why would you get married? Like, what does it what does it achieve? It's a very outdated concept, right? I, I wonder sometimes if I only wanted to get married because I've only been allowed to do it for the last 10 years and before that it was illegal and then part of me was like, well, that's, that's the thing that I should do. I think I would feel the same. I think I would be exa- in the exact same position. Of course, it would be, feel like it would it'd be such a moment. Of course you're going to feel like that. It's such, it's a monumental thing. Of course you're going to feel like that. So, you know, in gay marriage, yeah, cheating, nobody cheated, by the way, but cheating is not uh, grounds for divorce okay. in gay marriage, like in straight people marriage, unless they cheat on you with someone of the opposite sex. That is fucking insanity. Right? So that just goes to show how much it's not seen as a real thing. Basically, you have your novelty love, you have your novelty cheating, and then you have your real cheating because it's with a man. Yeah. Horrific. I'm. Mean, that's really frustrating, and I never knew that. Thank you for sharing that with me. I'm so f- angry about that. Yeah, we still have loads of terrible gay laws in the UK. That's awful. That is awful. And trans laws. That is... We currently have a real big contingent of angry white feminists who really hate trans people and are trying to make their lives very difficult. Okay, I fucking hate white feminists. You know you know the type I'm talking about. Like, preaching. Preaching when... What what do you really know? I don't... Sometimes I think it's really... Even myself. There's a lot of things I don't talk about anymore. I just don't think I'm the person to talk about it. 
generally speaking, my whole I don't I don't actually remember the last time I posted on social media. I think it's been it's been quite a while actually. I've been pretty quiet actually over the last couple of weeks, and that's probably another life lesson to take into two twenty one. I'm I'm okay with it. Like I've always been okay with being quiet on social media, but there's always been the I've always been okay with it, but there's always been that right now and it's it's been two weeks now, but now you've got to get going. Now, now you need to come up with you need to you need to think about something. This is the first time where I'm like, if I don't go back on, I don't go back on. If it's January the first next year that I decide I want to post, let it be. Um, I think it's really I think it's I I quite like not having any f- form of validation from social media. That's nice. And like having to having to actually do that within myself because whether you like it whether you're conscious of it or not it's still a subconscious thing that's happening when someone likes your post when someone views your story when oh you know that person so and so has viewed my story that so and so person has liked my post it there's still that thing going on in the background and when you stop doing that all that is left is genuinely you and then you can really figure out what genuinely is making you happy so genuinely you, I think, is a really interesting mm. topic, right? Like this last year, maybe the last few years, everyone's been talking about being genuine. Oh, that shit. Yeah, that I hate. <laughs> and I find it, I feel like now that I'm on search for you and I know a bit more about what that is, but I, it's always been this really jarring concept because what even, what what even does that mean? And I wonder if it's, if it's because nobody really knows or if it's because growing up as a gay kid, who I am was bad, so I had to always be something else to yeah. not get in trouble. Maybe. And then somewhere along the way, I lost whoever the me bit really was. So then figuring out what that looks like feels like some kind of crazy puzzle sometimes, which I don't really understand. That's really interesting. But I think that kind of goes back to what I said at the start in terms of that question really being quite triggering for me. So I feel like I know myself really, really well. Genuinely. I genuinely, like, this is me. I think I know myself better than anyone. And that I have all the answers and no one can tell me anything else. And when I, st- when I started therapy, there was one, what I would do. I, so I have therapy every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, right? I have therapy. And... Up until maybe two weeks ago, before 11 o'clock, I would, I would ram, jam-pack my schedule. I would do everything. I would keep really busy until 10.59, I'd turn on Zoom. Like, completely busy. I would be rushing around like a mad woman. I'd go for a run, do this, do this, 10.59, turn it on. And she'd be like, would you, just so that I wouldn't have any time at all to think about what I was going to say. The one time that I thought, right, we need to sort this out. I need to figure out what I'm going to say. But the but the one the one the one time that I was like I need to actually sit down I'm on a podcast babe do you want to say hi <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry she's like sorry back to me in my therapy basically I was like I'm just gonna sit down and I'm gonna have a think about what I'm gonna say to this woman because she's a woman I was like, I'm I was really I I left our last session feeling really shit basically she said a few things and I was like nah I don't agree with this nah I'm gonna fucking call her out on this. And then before the session, this is the only time that I had not jam-packed my schedule and like an hour before I was like, what are we going to talk about? We're going to go, mate, I just burst out crying. I was like, 
I had this massive, massive, like, I can't do this. Turned on 11, she turned on at 11 o'clock, and she was like, hi, how are you? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> and she was like, okay, okay. And she, and she was like, like, how, I was like, I just hate this. I was like, I just hate this. I was like, I hate this. I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate you asking me how I am. I hate you asking me who am I. I was like, I hate all of this. I hate it all. And like, that's when I started thinking, she really, really made me think about why do I hate who are you? Why do I hate how are you? And it's all about, and whilst I think I'm really, really, I think I'm really secure, I think I really know who I am. Our first ever therapy session, she said, you're not as secure as you think you are. I was like, oh, bitch, you didn't. Oh, bitch. But like, she's right. You think you know who you are, but outside of PT, outside of PT, outside of instructor, outside of big time feminist, who are you? Who else are you? So then maybe nobody knows who they are. I think I know. I think I just don't want to reveal it. That's what it is. To yourself or to anyone else? I'm okay with revealing. I know my, I know, I know that I am very soft. I know I'm very sensitive. I'm like, I can, I can say that to you. I can say that to the world. But when it comes to a one-to-one interaction, I'm, I, yeah, I know, I, I know I'm soft. I know I'm, I know I'm the most sensitive person ever. <laughs> I'm so comfortable with this, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's those it's that side of you that you don't want to reveal. Yeah. And I wonder how much you have to reveal, right? I guess in the in the age of social media, revealing yourself is kind of the game. It's currency. So the more of yourself that you share, the better. Well, but... the, wait, 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 wait. It's the more of the the stuff that people. It's the more of the fake fake real stuff. Yeah, because how much of it is really really real? Even the real social media self is. The performed so the performance real social media self, right? Yeah, exactly. But I'm I I think I'm quite I think I'm quite open on social. I say that and then there's then I just don't know about anything. <laughs> I'm open in terms of I'm open in terms of I'm soft, I'm sensitive on that. I'm not open in terms of I'm crying because so and so happened or this that happened or that. That stuff I just don't I just I can't be bothered. It's not because I'm not don't want to reveal it. I just can't be fucked. It's the last thing I'm going to think about is, oh, I better share this with the rest of the world. I'm lying in bed crying. <laughs> I don't think I've cried since I started taking medication. Oh, that's nice in a way, I think. Yeah, I think it's Crying's nice. not bad. I mean, yeah, crying is not bad. I don't know. I mean, maybe crying is helpful, but I feel like I spent a lot of the beginning of the year <sighs> just crying constantly. That it's nice. <laughs> it's nice that I'm not. Yeah, I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of 218, 219 crying. I haven't spent as much time crying this year. Progress. 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 That's excellent. Okay. So One last classic question. Of... Classic question. Yeah, go on. Do you get angry? No. What do you like with anger? Exactly. So I never thought about anger until this year. Another life lesson of two twenty. So what was your anger lesson? You said you said you said to me, you said to me specifically, come with your lessons of two twenty. Here I am with my lessons. Yeah. Tell me your anger lesson. That I I struggle with anger. So this therapist who I am working with now is that she said to me um so how do you do with anger and for me it was like a moment light bulb moment that was of oh shit shat shit shit shat shat shit not shat 
I shat. Shit. I was like, shit, I don't get angry. I don't get angry. I don't do anger. I do upset. I do withdrawal. I do shut down. But like anger, I don't do. No, I don't do anger. Maybe that's a problem. Think about that. Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I was having panic attacks, like multiple panic attacks a day. It was very intense. And Sorry. my therapist then said it's because I wasn't I wasn't feeling my feelings or and like she was like, you're, you know, you're supposed to be angry. Like, it's OK to be angry. I'm like, but I'm not angry. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. So she has touched upon that. Yeah. Yeah. I never really think about it, but I'm, I wonder why I'm not angry. Because I think I used to be rich. Oh, hi, little cat. Oh, hi. This is excellent. Say hello, slut bucket. <laughs> hello, slut bucket. Shall I take a photo of you with slut bucket? Yes, please. Hello, Coco. Hello, Coco. Say hello. <laughs> um, anger. So anger. You need to work on anger too. Great. Yeah, I don't know what to do about it though. There's a book. There's a book. There's a book. I no, no, no. It is. It is. Do you get angry at all? Is there a specific time when you're like, when you go, when you, when you're exercising? Do you feel any angry or anything? No, I mean, I almost never feel any anger. Okay. Well, that's 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 an issue. Work on it. Very rare that I feel any anger, and I'm talking about, I guess, politics. I can yeah. get quite angry about the society. So me and... too, me too. But nothing, but nothing really that's personal to you. Do you get angry? No. Okay. No personal anger. A book I, I read a book which wasn't. <laughs> I'm recommending a book that I didn't love, but it's called yeah. Mindful Anger. Basically, yeah. I'm recommending a book that's not that great, guys. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it, but read it. Mindful anger, okay, thanks. Mind, mindful anger, it's an interesting concept. That's a great recommendation. <laughs> Please read this book, that is shit, but you should read it. I didn't enjoy it, but you read it. But I like the idea, basically, what to take away, instead of if you don't want to read the book, basically, anger is important. Find your way. You're either someone who, like, does an out, has an outburst and who just is always, who just anger is just mad or who keeps it all within or you're somewhere in the middle and it's in and then out in and out in and out for me why I think anger can help a lot in healing I think people some people withdraw and they get very sad and really if you think of a really basic level if you're angry at someone you're let's say in a relationship when you're breaking up with someone if you're just sad with someone you're more likely to stay attached to those feelings. Whereas if you get this, I have absolutely no qualification to back any of this shit up, by the way. But if you're angry with someone, you're more likely to be like, no, how, how the fuck dare you treat me like that? No, like, I don't deserve this. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it makes loads of sense. Good. And it's probably, it's probably something that I should work on. <laughs> I think I worked really hard on not being angry. When I was younger, that I probably went too You've far the other way. Yeah. Like I was really mean when I was little. I used Were to you? Like, bang kids' heads into walls and stuff at school. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, but then I stopped and I became a pacifist. Does and anyone? Does anyone? Does anyone ever tweet about you? Like now, like oh, remember the time that that penny now used to bully me at school? Not that I know of. Well, yeah, but that's probably. Have you been accountable? Have you? Have you like said sorry and stuff? Oh God, no. Okay. It's fine. No, do you think I should? <laughs> I mean, we were all kind of fighting. We were like 
10. Okay, that's all right. I think that's all right. I think it's okay. I think you get away with it. I meant more about like, I've just, I've just seen a lot of, uh, recently, a lot of, um, there's a lot of backlash on influencers at the moment of like, oh, look at this, um, female and like with this woman, women supporting women. And she used to fucking bullying me in high school kind of thing. But I think it's a bit different when you're 10. Yeah, we were, and I was mostly beating boys up. I think I only That's fine. It doesn't matter. If you're beating boys up, who cares, really? <laughs> boys were just really easy to hurt. They have such low pain thresholds that it's quite satisfying because you hit them and they start to cry. Um, Whereas girls don't do that. You hit a girl and she'll just hit you back. Yeah, because she's used to it. Yeah, good for her. God. <laughs> God. Famous last words. Uh, I'm not condoning violence, guys. Don't quote. Yeah, don't quote. quote. I don't get angry, guys. <laughs> I just used to hit people when I was 10. But then my dad put me in Taekwondo and I think that really sorted me out because I was given this space for consensual violence. Outlet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so outside of relationship lessons and red flag lessons, all of them feel like they were relationship lessons of the year. Do you have any Can I just say something? My sister's sitting in the corner drinking a glass of wine (laughs) listening to this. What time is it? It's (laughs) 4.23. It's all right. I'm going through Hinge, but yeah, we're fine. Go on. Uh, do you okay. have any other lessons of 2020 that you would like to share with us? Can I, let me just have a look at my notes and see what I've written down. 2020. I mean, so much has happened and nothing's happened. I'm really, really, really thankful for friendships. Oh, I haven't learned anything apart from that. I am gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get healthy in terms of communication. And vulnerability. Good. I'm going to be more vulnerable, fun, vulnerable, vulnerable in 2021. I'm going to be Excellent. more. Vulnerable. I feel like this this podcast is step one in that. No, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I could not give a fuck about people listening to me on a podcast. I'm like, who's really going to listen? If you're listening, you probably shouldn't be listening, babe. That's my. That's <laughs> it. If you're listening, maybe this is your sign to fucking stop listening and maybe do something. Yeah. Or 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 if you're my ex, do not do something and go to the police station, babe. Because you deserve to be locked up. So that, or, or, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. So I'm going to be more vocal, because apparently I'm not vocal enough. 221, I'm going to be more vocal. What else have I learnt? What else have I learnt? I also have learnt that maybe men aren't trash. Maybe the men I, maybe I just need to, I need, I need to pick the right men. I have also learnt friendships are great, mate. I love friends. Friends are great. Friends are great. I'm I'm really blessed in my work. I met, I've met like people through my work who are now such close friends. Big, big, big fan. I've always really been passionate about friendships. I'm also now passionate about cats. I'm now a cat auntie stroke mum. I'm scared of her. That's why I didn't say mum. Because <laughs> she's like, I'm the mum. She thinks that I'm going to take them. But yeah, I'm now a cat mum. I'm a cat auntie. But really, I'm a cat mum. I'm taking you with me. I'm taking the slap bucket with me. I just love them. I love cats, mate. I love cats. They just feel your feels. And they're just so smart. And and what else? I really like Selling Sunset on Netflix. I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry to bring this into your life. Awful. I don't know what that means. Selling Sunset was a program. Loved it. Therapy, great. I fucking hate it, but great. Do it. It's uncomfortable and it's wonderful. And everyone should do it if they can. I know it's not accessible. Apart from the thing that I didn't know what was, all of those were really good. 
Therapy isn't super unaccessible though because you can self-refer on the NHS and yeah, but then you get just... either eight or twelve sessions. Six. Six to twelve. It, I, I guess it depends where you are. I've had eight and twelve. I've had twenty-four hundred. I'm joking. It's not something to joke about. This is so not something to joke about. I was such a state that I got twenty-four hundred on the NHS for free. No. No, um, but yeah, it is. It, it, you can, there are ways of getting it more accessible, but I'm just conscious of always going, yeah, therapy is so great. When we're, I'm lucky, I'm lucky. A lot of people, I'm still very aware that therapy is so inaccessible to those who need it most. So I, it's, it's, it's challenging for me. It's a challenging conversation. The whole money around therapy is a challenging conversation for me. Because you're in there to help people, but you're also kind of in there to help people who can afford it. It's just, yeah. Say the same about PT though, right? Can you, right? Yeah, I think it's the same, right? Like, you work in some sort of health sector with the goal of helping people, but the only people you can really help are the ones that can afford you. Yeah. And there there are some people who do reduced prices for mm-hmm. people who don't have any money sliding scales and there are a lot more and even if they don't advertise that they are offering sliding scales it is still worth asking why not yeah definitely ask i've done that before i have done that before better help or something is mm-hmm. an app so you you pay mm-hmm. monthly and you have an amount of sessions and then you also get to like text them mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool because that's quite affordable. Mm-hmm. I think but if you, when if you I just did go, it, yeah, and if you just go on like the um, B, BACP website and you look at because so many there actually one great thing that has come out of this. And I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh yeah, COVID, this great thing that's happened to it. But a lot of therapists now offer via Zoom, and whilst people will that will firstly think, oh god, that's awful. I don't, I can't, that's not going to work for me. Try it because it also means that the therapist is typically not no longer paying for a rent so they can they can lower their fee sometimes so it is a bit more accessible and a bit more affordable it's worth and checking you out save money on the traveling to where yeah you're and you're also more likely less likely to i think as a lot of us we are looking for that excuse to cancel and when you are in your own house you are less likely to cancel when you can just turn on your pyjamas in whatever state you're in and be like, hi, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know what my list was? Go for it. Is this, okay, two tw- so is this your lessons that have been learned? This is my lessons that I've learned. This well, you're loving, you're loving SSRIs. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, drugs are excellent was on my list. Yeah, they are. I, I honestly cannot believe I went so many years saying no every time the doctor offered them to me. And be like, no, 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 that's not what I need. What was your re- can you can you can you can you can you share why you said no? And it was it was it just based on stigma? Was it based on I don't want to need them? I was afraid yeah. that taking antidepressants meant something about me as a person. Okay. Like I was weak and unable to function by myself. Okay. And also I was afraid of what people would think when I told them. And the people who I expected to be quite judgy were quite judgy, but it's fine because now I'm taking antidepressants. I don't really care what anyone thinks, which is excellent. <laughs> Bonus. But well, I'm sorry that that was your experience that you that that people were like that because it was I was then 
because it makes me think that I was very lucky. It's like, yeah, I think there's a lot of stigma about both therapy and antidepressants where people, at least in my culture, think that that's not for us. That's oh, me too. Oh, me too, Penny. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Um, I'm yeah, I'm 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 Iranian, and it's like it's it's like what 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 have you got to be sad about? Stop being so ungrateful. Like totally, we, we totally Absolutely. get that. What what have you got to be sad about? Do you know what it was like in my day? Do you know how how like do you know how many miles we had to travel to school, or do you know what I, everything I've done for you and all that shit? Yeah, thanks, great. Um, still depressed, <laughs> but no, I yeah, I've had that too. I've had that too, but I think. I don't know, I've always just seen it as, I've literally just seen it as science. I've always seen it as a chemical imbalance as opposed to what's what I'm not doing right or wrong. So it's never, I've always had more of an issue, funnily enough, with therapy. I've always been like, give me the fucking drugs. I don't, I don't need to talk to anyone. Fine, fine, just give me the drugs. Whereas the therapy side of things, I was more like, therapy's great, just not for me. <laughs> you should go though. Not for me though. I kind of hope I can just take the SSRIs for the rest of my life. Totally. I've never felt so normal before. You, but you can, but. babe. Like, there's nothing... You do not have to feel like there has to be temporary. Like, that's my biggest thing. People are like, oh, no, like, you get used to them. And what? What's your point? <laughs> so what? Well, on, I think on the NHS website, it says you're supposed to take them for, like, six months to two years. Mm-hmm. So I assumed at some point they were going to take them away from me. No, I've had... I've had. Well, if it makes you feel any better, so people know. I've, I've just hit my... I hit my two-year anniversary in September. Congratulations. Going fine. Thank you. Congra- I, 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 and I changed them, so I was like, oh, yeah, new buzz. Let's see what, let's see what happens now. <laughs> yeah, there's always, there's always a way. Don't worry. Okay, well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, drugs are excellent. Totally recommend. I can't believe I spent so long being afraid. Uh, other lessons include communication is excellent. So they're similar to mine. People make no sense. Good, great. Yeah. And everybody is racist. Everyone is racist. Everyone, Everyone is, racist. is fucking racist. The amount of conversations I've had with people on Twitter who are being racist, and then me telling them that they're being racist, and then oh no, like, no 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 oh, I'm not racist. I'm not allowed to have an opinion about this thing. <laughs> no. God. Yeah, everyone's racist. You are not. Yeah. You are not. Yeah. You're racist. No. So yeah, everyone is racist. Very similar. And everyone likes to pretend that they're not racist. And, and straight women all hate men. You. That's a life. Le- that's a lesson of yours. That was a lesson as well. Um, I don't really have any, any uh, what I want for next year's. I so mostly all I wrote down was I would really like the re- the divorce and the house to be sorted. Okay, fair. I would also like I I'm in a house situation as well. So I I I really wish you the best with that. I hope you get your divorce and house sorted. Thanks very much. I hope you get your house sorted. I want my house sorted. I've been in a. I've been in a. I've been trying to buy a flat since January and it's now December and I am still in the process. Have you found one? Oh mate, I found one. I found I found two. This is the second one. The second one in July and still not. Very annoying. I hope you find I I hope it finishes. It takes such a fucking long time. I mean there was absolutely no there was no um there was no chain or anything, but like People say a lot of the time, like, I, you always hear, oh, it's really stressful buying a flat, it's really stressful. And what people don't tell you is that it's not so much stressful as it is boring. It's just a lot of boring. 
Really boring. I'm not that stressed. I'm just like, um, whatever. Like, what? Just let me know when. Just let me know when it happens because my part has been done for the last year. It's not so much stressful as it is just a lot of waiting around, waiting for other people. So you're living at your sister's house at the moment. Yeah, with the cats. So thank you so much for your time today. This thank has you. been an excellent end of 2020. <laughs> I'm so chat. sorry for the absolute mess of this session. I I mean, it feels a little bit like we've had therapy just talking to each other, which is quite nice. I'm just so happy that you're loving your drugs. Oh, so much. They're just it makes me so, so happy. Excellent. I just want I just I want us to be the poster girls for this. I want this to be the biggest brand endorsement and I want you to just announce it a million times that how happy you are. This is so exciting. I mean people don't need to know what SSRI because it's different for everyone, but the fact that you were like after all those years that you were finally like actually this is actually maybe I'll try this and you can actually say that I'm happier. I have never felt so normal. I'm gonna tear in my up. Whole entire life. Good, <laughs> but that's the point. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. People think you're gonna be oh, you're gonna be like different, or it's like no, actually, it's just bringing you back to baseline. It's just brought you back to what you should be feeling. And I think one of the things that I was afraid of is because when people talk about antidepressants, they're like, oh, well, they'll just turn you into a zombie. You're like, I was already a zombie, mate. <laughs> also, when you're already a zombie, you don't have much to lose. So it's always the people who are literally not getting out of bed who are like, oh no, I can't go on antidepressants. Like, what's going to happen to you? I'm like, mate, what have you got to lose? You literally haven't left your house in like five days. You have not showered in five days. You're so fucking sad that you just, you can't get out of bed. You've got nothing to lose. You might as well. It's definitely something worth yeah, trying. Thinking about, if, at least. If you're struggling, like have, yeah. have that conversation with your doctor. Yeah. Because they're excellent. They're really excellent. Apart from... Before I realised that it was a terrible idea, I had some wine in the summer when when the drugs were new, and then I felt like my soul had been stolen, and I was this empty vessel floating through space. But the space was mud, and it was really hard. Ha, and I tried ha, to go for a walk. Okay, but that's that that's that was right at the beginning, right? Yeah, and so 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 at the beginning, at the beginning, there is a transition period where you're gonna feel like like hell, like just be prepared. And it was like only you... one day. It was okay. only one day, and I drank a bottle of wine the day before. Oh so my like, God. it wasn't it. Okay, 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 I think make that clear that it wasn't like a glass <laughs> of wine. You had a you drank a whole bottle. That's why. So the day before, I discovered that I could order sangria and paella from my favorite Spanish restaurant. So they yeah. like sent me a whole bottle of sangria, but I live by myself now, so I drank the whole bottle. And yeah, I felt terrible. And then I was really worried that it meant that I couldn't drink anymore. But I've been able to drink beer and cider and it's fine. I haven't tried wine. I've been too scared. But No, no, no. I, I don't. I, I genuinely don't drink that much anymore. <laughs> I genuinely don't drink that much anyway. And partly, and it is partly because of that reason too. Because actually the next day I am the, I just want to, without sounding dramatic, I would like to die. I, <laughs> I literally just just who am I what am I doing in my life worthless useless pointless do I feel anything it's just all it's just it's just all like it's, that's why I don't drink that much and I think it's a really important thing that we don't talk about enough that people on on SSRIs do need to balance that out in terms of do you really need to be drinking that much because it's fucking shit the aftermath of that yeah and if you're if you're losing some of the fun from tomorrow is it worth it no and that's and, and I think that's a little bit of trial and error right so 
if you really like having a beer, figuring out which beer you can have and still feel normal tomorrow. Yeah. Or making sure that you only have one and yeah. you don't have ten. Yeah, yeah. And also realising that some days it's going to take you two and some days you might be okay with three or four. But, like, just knowing that every day is going to be a bit, bit different. Yeah. It's important to think about, I think. But also knowing that it doesn't have to mean that you can never drink again. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. We know. I mean, I, I honestly, I did drink quite a bit in first lockdown. But it's okay. We all did some good learning right this year. Yeah, we did. I feel like I've done some really good learning mm-hmm. about myself mostly, more than about anything else. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's real good. Do you, do you have a fun fact for me? You're going to make me say this, aren't you? I said to you already, I don't have a fun fact. And then you forced one out of me. And it's not going to top the other one. And you just want this stupid fun fact, so I'll give it to you. But I don't really have a fun fact. But I'll tell you it anyway. That. Are you ready for this? You're watching me. <laughs> I can see you looking at me in the background, judging me. <laughs> there, I have no fun fact, but the fun fact is... I had to Google this a second before. Because I've got nothing to give. Obviously. Straight women, after the vibrator in their fingers when they're masturbating, what do you think it is? Go on. What, what do you think they what do you think they masturbate with? After cucumber. their fingers and vibrator. My sister said cucumber, people. Or, or a courgette. She said cucumber or courgette, which are both very good guesses. Because yeah, a lot of them guessing. do that. It's actually your candle. <laughs> candles. Mm. Yeah, it's candles. But I can see why it's wax, it's smooth, right? It's smooth. It's just very thin, actually. Where's the girth? Very, very thin. That is a that is a poor excuse of a dick. But that is my fun fact. All dicks matter. Oh God. Oh God. Stop the podcast. Oh no. But they do matter, unless. They're for me, and they don't matter. <laughs> if they're to do with me, I don't want them. Get that dick away from me. All dicks matter, but I don't want your candlestick dick. We need to leave on that note, because I just can't bounce back from the candlestick dick. Thank you so much for your time today. This was excellent. I feel like this takes 2020 off oh in style. God. I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Bye! Thank you, thank you so much for listening to the episode and for listening to all the episodes of the podcast over the last year. I really appreciate you. I hope 2020 has been manageable for you and that you've learned something too. Maybe your lessons are the same as ours. Maybe they're better. Maybe they're just different. Whatever. Well done for making it to here. Good luck with next year. I know everyone is ready for 2021 to be better, to be your year, but let's let's just hold on to our seats, yeah? If you enjoyed this episode, please do hit that subscribe or follow button and share it with your friends. And if you really want to do something nice, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Apparently that's really helpful. I've not had enough ratings and reviews yet to know, so we'll see. <laughs> see you on the other side, folks. Thank you.